What's going on, guys? Anthony here, back again, bringing you yet another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. So what I'm doing here is I'm researching and putting together kind of some high-performing team structures, implementation strategies, frameworks, etc. And something that I came across and I want to share with you guys is completely opposite of kind of the E1 mindset and method. I think a lot of people, when they hear E1B2, they really get it confused and they don't understand the differences. And I think what I just stumbled upon is really good kind of structure and concept of the differences of how do you go about that. So the stage that I'm looking at around creating high-performing teams, we're talking about the following. We're talking about who does what, when, and where. And within, those, and within that stage, you know, we're talking about... Um, the boundaries that need to be set to operate effectively. We're talking about the clarity so that the team can take off and move move with freedom and creativity to, you know, since, since parameters and boundaries are known. We're talking about activities of the team members uh, blend to create smooth and alignment and, and speed and, and effectiveness. We're talking about disciplined execution uh, leads to efficient work operations and clear processes so that we can hit deadlines. We're talking about who does what, when, and where, and those are some of the outcomes that we want to have by understanding who does what, when, and where. We're also talking about unresolved implementation of the following four things I just mentioned. We're talking about how those things can create concern, conflict, confusion, non-alignment, missed deadlines, etc. So obviously these outcomes, good or bad, are incredibly important to a high-performing team and, can, and consistently can be correlated and connected to the bottom line of the organization. So that's just objective and that's just true. Now, here's the E, here's the B1 version. The B1 version of this looks like, and, and so let me see where, where am I at here? The B1 version looks like this. Then a manager drops in and says, okay, this is how we're going to document and create a handbook to uh, set out the operating procedures. This is how we're going to document and communicate the team metrics and targets connected to what a high-performing team is, is, is how it's structured and what we're doing, connected to the who does what, when, and where. Um, you know, this is how we're going to clarify and communicate individual targets and goals. You know, this is how we're going to hold uh, each other accountable and set expectations and targets. This is how we're going to utilize a GitLab schedule, trackers, and assign someone to manage and understand those components. This is how we're going to periodically solicit input from senior leadership to make sure what we are putting together is really vital and impactful for the overall organization. That is a B1 method that I'm not a big fan of. The reason why I'm not a big fan of that B1 method is because that puts us in a situation where we are doing things that, are, that is from the point of view, from the skill sets, from the strengths of the senior leadership of the organization. What I would recommend is I would recommend in an E1 world, go to your people and co-create and ask them, hey, how do you guys want to go about documenting and communicating a handbook uh, of first operating procedures connected to the who, what, where, and how connected to all the stages that we're going through around creating a high-performing team? How do you guys want to go about documenting and communicating team metrics and targets? What team metrics and targets behoove you guys, are connected to you guys, that you guys appreciate, that will keep you guys motivated and excited. Who, you know, what's your overall perspective? This is a manager talking to their team. What's your overall perspectives around how to clarify and communicate individual targets, how to hold each other accountable, how to set, set expectations, how to set uh, targets, 
Who do you guys want to periodically solicit input from? And what senior leader is going to do that? How do you want that person to approach the conversation from a, from a performance and execution perspective? That is a little bit different. And I know that's just a, a subtle shift. And that's been my biggest thing with the E1B2 Collective thus far. It's really a matter of asking and then taking that data and putting it in place. You ask, put, put what they say, co-create everything that you need to do to behoove their thoughts, their opinions, put those things in place. I'm really confused about why organizations are just going about their own business and putting best practices historically from their own points of views in place and having the team members get on board. Co-create with your team members, co-create the processes, co-create the communications, co-create all of the above and make sure that every single thing you're putting in place is connected to what they're actually going to be doing in the mud, in the day-to-day, in the grit is actually conducive and contextual to how they see the world from a business perspective, from a day-to-day tactical and strategic perspective. That's how you get buy-in. That's how you get inclusiveness. That's how you create equity. That's how you avoid confusion, conflict, non-alignment, missed deadlines. And that's how you make sure every single person on your team feels heard. Thanks a lot.